0: It's another episode on the Hang the Banner podcast. I'm Colby Wilkerson, and uh, today I'm going to be taking a look at Saturday's upcoming SEC basketball games, uh, kind of giving some previews and even giving my predictions based off the spread uh, that I can find from Ken Palm, and uh, kind of making my picks and keeping up with those uh, going ahead for Saturday. So this will be coming out the day before on Friday, and then uh, we can kind of come back after the games on the weekend and uh, see how we did and uh, if I was even close to being right or not. So um, we'll go ahead and get in. There are seven games uh, taking place between SEC teams this weekend. And we'll uh, go in order of of tip-off, the first one being Tennessee traveling to South Carolina. Tennessee is an eight-point favorite, according to Ken Palm. And when I say that, I mean uh, the official lines have not been released as of the time of recording. So I'm going off uh, Ken Palm, which is a uh, kind of predictive model that takes into account the teams and uh, you know kind of gives us that number. But it also a lot of sports books will use these use these type of predictors uh, to make their lines anyway. So uh, so Tennessee an eight point favorite traveling on the road to South Carolina. Uh, Tennessee's coming off a ten point win at home against Texas A&M. Uh, The game before that was the one-point loss at Texas, and then they won the three before that against Florida, LSU, and Vanderbilt, um, all by at least seven points. That was their smallest margin of victory, and that was against Florida on January 26th. Um, South Carolina's coming off a 14-point loss at Mississippi State, where it really wasn't even that close. They kind of made the score look better than it really was. At the end, they were pretty much dominated the whole game. But they'd won the past three games before that, including road game against Texas A&M, where they won by 11, a home game against Vanderbilt, where they won by 9, and a home game against Georgia, where they won by 17. So, looking at it, uh, Tennessee, clearly the favorite. They've been playing a lot better. And I'll even say, you know, my whole gripe with Tennessee kind of this whole season has been uh, they just struggle to score at times while you know having great defense and their defense keeps them in games see the game at texas where they lost 52 to 51 they only had 37 points i believe with like five minutes left in the game and they still only found a way to loss by one and um they had a chance to you know pull that game out and win it so you know with a pretty bad scoring night from them but you know they travel to south carolina south carolina is a team that uh you really don't know which team you're going to get You could argue that they're much better at home than they have been on the road. Uh, If this was at home, that eight-point spread, I'd be all over uh, for Tennessee, especially if it was kind of, you know, seven and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, I'd love that if it was at home for Tennessee. Um, While being at South Carolina, Tennessee's a team I feel like has not played as well on the road. They're a much better home team, especially on offense, than they are on defense. Their good defense travels everywhere, but their offense seems to struggle a lot more on the road than it does at home. Uh, You can kind of see their last two home games, they scored 78 and 90 points. Their last two road games, they scored 51 and 68 points, so a big kind of drop-off there uh, for Tennessee's offense, as you can see. But like I said, South Carolina's just far too inconsistent. Pretty uncomfortable really picking them to do anything. So I'll probably go uh, Tennessee to win outright and to cover that uh, eight-point spread-ish on the road. I don't really see uh, South Carolina really making this one too close in this game. unless, Like I said, Tennessee just comes out and they just can't throw the ball in the ocean, which is always possible with them. But I just think Tennessee's got far better talent uh, overall compared to South Carolina. South Carolina's way too inconsistent. so I'll go Tennessee minus eight. Uh, next game that we have uh, also starts at 12 o'clock Central is um, Auburn traveling to Georgia, the number one ranked team in the country. Auburn Tigers sitting at 21-1, and traveling to the last ranked team in the SEC, 6-16 six and 16 Georgia Bulldogs. Auburn is listed as a 19-point favorite according to Ken Palm on the road. Uh, which really tells you a lot about kind of both of these teams and where they're really at. Um, you know, Auburn clearly looking like one of the best teams in the country and go to the Final Four, while Georgia Bulldogs just gets run off the court plenty of times. Uh, if we look at uh, each of their opponents' last few games, Auburn has won 18 straight, which I believe is the longest active in the country by at least four games, and I believe only one off of tying the uh, program record for Auburn as long as win streak at 19. So if you look at just the scores, uh, they beat Alabama earlier this week 181. They beat Oklahoma last Saturday 86 to 68, which is a, you know, an 18-point victory. So the last two 19, and 18 points. They had a 1-point victory at Missouri, which it seems very clearly that Missouri is just a whole lot better at home and a tough place to go. So and you caught Auburn in bad shooting night then. Uh, go back another one. They beat Kentucky 80 to 71. Who's playing one of the best team, like one of the best teams in the country right now? And then the last time they played Georgia, Auburn won at home, 83 to 60, a 23 point victory. Uh, looking at Georgia's last few games, Arkansas. Uh, it was earlier this week where they lost 99 to 73, losing by 26. They traveled to Vanderbilt where they lost by eight. 85 to 77. They got a big win, which is the only bright spot for the Georgia Bulldogs this season. They beat Alabama at home 82 to 76. And then losing South Carolina and then the, the Auburn game that we just mentioned uh, before. So Georgia's a team, when I kind of look at them, they they can score. They don't really have a ton of problems on the offensive end. Uh, now, like I said, they can go through some stretches and just have you know bad shooting nights. Uh, They don't really have anybody big inside, and that's kind of what worries me here playing Auburn is Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler can really kind of dominate, but they've got some good shooters, and they can get some points up there. Like I said, out of all of their uh, last few games, I think their lowest was 60, and that was against Auburn, uh, but they were in the 80s once and in the 70s twice, but it's just more like their defensive end, they're just not able to stop anybody. Uh, they allowed 53 first-half points in their last game earlier this week to Arkansas, and then Arkansas ended up finishing with 99. And you're, I mean, I don't care how good your shooters are uh, for Georgia. They are good shooters, but they just don't have the offensive capacity other than those few shooters uh, to really you know, outscore when you're giving up 99 points. 85 to Vanderbilt, uh, 83 to South Carolina, another 83 to Auburn. It's just not consistent enough to be able to you know score more and, you know, be able to knock off these teams. They're just really struggling right now. And if you look at Auburn outside of their game against Missouri where it just seemed like nobody could make shots, and you look at Jabari Smith was two for fifteen in that game, I mean, they haven't scored less than eighty points in any of their other four games, uh, out of their last five. So it's just it they're a good offensive team, Auburn is. Obviously, looking like one of the best teams in the country on both sides of the ball, while uh, Georgia's struggling. So, you know, 19 points is a lot, especially going on the road. I'm honestly expecting it to be more Auburn fans there than Georgia fans. Honestly, Georgia hasn't really had you know a great season at packing it out, and it's hard to you know pack out stadiums and and go crazy at ball games when your team's six and 16 and and one and eight in conference play, and then you bring in a rival. Uh, You know, that's fairly close in location. Who's the number one team in the country riding a 21 and 1 record into the game? It's just, it's, you know, going to be going a whole lot of fans, uh, you know, supporting the road team. So I'm looking at it. It's a 19 point spread if it comes out somewhere around that range. Um, I'm tempted to go Auburn still to cover. Uh, The only way I can see Georgia. Covering that spread if it's a backdoor, and what I mean by that is Auburn getting up by 20 or so points, you know, around that range, or even you know, covering that 19-point spread. But you know, Auburn stops really pushing. Um, you know, they're up so big they don't have to. Uh, they empty the bench. They put the you know the scout team in, and Georgia gets a few buckets there late. And that's really the only argument I can have for Georgia covering that. And I don't like picking a, a team. Specifically having to root for a backdoor, so I'm I'm gonna go with Auburn minus 19 if it's somewhere around that range, uh, just because that you know looking at the teams that they're got the starters that they're gonna put on the floor, Auburn's good enough and I like that 19 point. And like I said, that could miss and it could be because Georgia backdoor covering and that's really the only way I see it missing is a backdoor, but um, I'm not gonna count on a backdoor, so I'll go Auburn minus 19 there. And we'll, you know, obviously pick them to to win outright. So moving on to the next game, starting at 2:30 Central Time, Ole Miss will travel to the Florida Gators, and uh, Ken Palm's got Florida as about an eight-point favorite in this one. And it's really a game that's much more must-win for Florida. I kind of feel like these type of games are must-win for Florida if they, you know, want to get into the tournament. Sitting at 14 and 8 overall. Not really any huge wins you know in conference play in a show for it now you do have Colin Castleton out and so that does matter but um, if you look at their last few, they just coming off a one-point win against Missouri they beat Oklahoma State last week in the SEC Big 12 challenge but you lost on the road at Tennessee the game before you lost on the road to this Ole Miss team the game before and then you beat Vanderbilt well Ole Miss is coming off a big road win against LSU but they're kind of sliding beat Kansas State uh, lost to Arkansas at home, obviously beat this Florida team, and then lost to Mississippi State. And it just feels like Ole Miss is kind of out of the tournament from this point, uh, but Florida's sitting right there kind of on the bubble. And when you're a team on the bubble, uh, it really comes down to you need as many wins as possible, and you need to avoid losses to teams that are lower than you uh, as much as you can. So this is, again, one of the teams that you know Ole Miss is ranked lower than them, Uh, not very highly ranked and you know looking for tournaments uh seating florida on the bubble they need to especially at home not drop this one kind of how i felt like about them going to missouri is a team that they should win even though it's on the road you need to come through and it's must win for you you know it's where uh winning doesn't really help you out in your resume because it's not a really great win but if you drop it it's a bad loss and it can drop you out of the bubble. And you don't want that when you're sitting there looking at the bubble trying to get into the tournament. So, an eight point favorite at home uh, must win for Florida. I don't believe Colin Castleton is going to play. Um, Ole Miss is a team that, you know, they play better at home. Like I said, they just, you know, beat LSU on the road. Um, while i say the same thing about Florida, they're much better at home. I guess they went to Ole Miss uh, on January 24th and lost by 16 over there. Now, while I do think it is must-win for Florida, so I will pick them to win outright um, just because I think it, it means a whole lot more to them. Uh, they need it. Tyree Appleby's been playing really well lately. Um, Ole Miss, uh, not really much going on. Uh, they did have a great shooting night against LSU, but that was really kind of a first-half uh, onslaught there, and then the second half kind of fell uh, fell apart for them, especially when Deshaun Ruffin kind of got injured and didn't finish out that game. So I'm not really sure about the full status of his health. Uh, I think he'll play, but I don't know if he'll be 100%. So looking at that, I'm gonna pick Ole Miss to cover that eight, a point, that eight point spread. So Ole Miss plus eight, but I, I think I will go Florida to win outright. Um, but that's just because it's a must win for them and if, if they drop it, it's a possible upset. Ole Miss could come out and obviously picking plus eight, I think there's a chance that Ole Miss could come in and win. They obviously played very well against each other in the first matchup, winning by 16 at their own place. And even Ole Miss at home, winning by 16 is impressive. So I'll take Ole Miss to cover that 8-point spread, but Florida to get the win outright. Moving on to the, the next matchup, we've got Missouri traveling to Texas A&M. Texas A&M is listed as a 9 points favorite at home. and This one starts at 3 o'clock Central Time. Missouri, 8 and 13 overall record. Uh, clearly a team that you know struggled throughout the season, not looked very well, but they've played admirably at home against some top you know competition. They just took come off a tough loss against Florida where they had a lead for a lot of that game where they only lost by one at home. Uh, the week before, uh, they hosted number one ranked Auburn and they barely lost that game by one at home. But they go on the road and it seems like they're just a completely different team. They were able to knock off Alabama early in conference play at home. They took number one ranked Auburn down to the wire, only lost by one at home. They took Florida down to the wire, only losing by one at home. But immediately after those games, if we look at it, the first one beating Alabama at home, their very next game, they went on the road to Arkansas and they lost 87 to 43, losing by 44 points after taking number one ranked Auburn down to the wire at home only losing by one point and thinking, wow this team you know, has some talent here. They took number one Auburn down to the wire only losing by one. That's an admirable loss. They went on the road to 23 ranked Iowa State and they lost 67 to 50, a 17 point loss. So now you've got another home game where you play pretty well. You lose to Florida 66-65 and you have every chance to win that game. Just couldn't really close it out. And now you travel on the road against Texas A&M, which is a team that's, you know, kind of been reeling. They've lost a few games in a row, five straight to be exact, uh, starting with uh, the game against Kentucky, which I thought they played a whole lot better than I thought they would, honestly, going into that game, only losing by six there. They went on the road after that to play Arkansas, where they lost in overtime by three. Then they went to LSU, losing by six. And then the, a shocking loss, which I was, you know, I thought they could turn it around against a home game against South Carolina where they lost by 11. And then they traveled to Tennessee and put up 80 points on a good Tennessee defense. And I was kind of surprised they were able to do that. But it was also a game where Tennessee showed up and just scored 90 and you still lose by 10. So both these teams kind of on a losing streak. Texas A&M, though, is one of these on the bubble. And they really need some good wins. Uh, this isn't going to be a good win if they're able to pull it out. But you've got to stop this, this losing skid that they're on, and you know, you've know you got a chance to do it at home against uh, a Missouri team that doesn't play well on the road. It's a game you can't lose if you're Texas A&M if you even want a chance at the NCAA tournament. And you have to get some good wins here to kind of close the season. Uh, Texas A&M's a better team, and you're going to have the home, cre- home crowd uh, on your side, but you um, they give you a nine-point spread here at home, and I like that nine-point spread. It's just I don't trust Missouri at all on the road. At home is a different question, but on the road, uh, Missouri, you know, I don't trust them at all. Texas a needs a win, and they need need it to look like they're playing well, and, you know, covering this nine-point spread can help do that. It can help maybe turn their season around. Maybe you can use this momentum to kind of go forward and uh, get some much-needed wins to help your tournament resume and get in because I see if if you lose this, even if you barely pull out a win at home against this Missouri team that doesn't play well on the road, it's not a good look uh, for your tournament chances. So I think Texas A&M needs a win badly, and it needs a convincing win badly to kind of spur some momentum on. So I'll pick Texas A&M outright, and I'll pick them to cover that 9-point spread. Uh, Moving on forward to the next matchup, LSU travels to Vanderbilt, and I was not able to find a line on Kimpong from this, so I'm just going to be picking them straight up without a spread. So LSU on the road against Vanderbilt. LSU's 16 and 6, still not really looking at, you know, having any trouble getting into the tournament. Vanderbilt doesn't look like they're going to, you know, have a chance at getting in. But LSU's been on a skid here. They've lost two straight. Uh, but that's you know they got the win over Texas A&M, but they lost the last three before that. So out of their last six games, they're one and five. Started with a loss against Arkansas, uh, seeing L's against Alabama, Tennessee, TCU, and now Ole Miss. The one win being Texas A&M. And now you travel to Vanderbilt, who's a team that, you know, just coming off a seven-point loss at Rupp Arena against Kentucky. Uh, where they even, you know, in the second half got it pretty close. Uh, then before that, they got the win against Georgia, and then they lost a few games, you know, in a row before that. South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, they got the win against Georgia, but then Kentucky and South Carolina, again, losses is there, um, you know, for SEC play. So looking at it, uh, it's an interesting matchup to me because LSU starting to get healthy again. And like I said, same thing with LSU that I say against Tennessee. They struggle to score for long periods of time. And you can kind of see that against Ole Miss was if a team ever gets up really big on LSU, and like that, like Ole Miss did, the way that LSU's offense is right now, at least for when their starters have been kind of hurt, and I don't know if they're 100%, because they haven't looked like they're returning to their form that they were before their injuries. Darius Day's Xavier Pinson is who I'm talking about. But Looking at it, you go to Vanderbilt as a team that you know you think you'd be able to, to handle talent-wise. But Vanderbilt's got a good score. Scottie Pippen Jr. dropped 30-plus against Kentucky earlier in the week. And if, if he's going off like that against LSU's defense, which they have a really good defense, so does Kentucky uh, with Oscar Sheepway, especially down there in, in the middle. But LSU, if they can't stop Scottie Pippen, if he goes off again, which I'm not saying he will. You're looking right at it again. Now LSU's on the road. They're down. Their offense is not built right now to score and come back from that. I know they had a bunch of comebacks earlier in the season, but that was with players not being injured. And their offense didn't look nearly this bad uh, then. So it's just a tough, tough one to look at. Uh, tough matchup. LSU's reeling. And it's another win where I don't think a loss here, like, you know, put you out of the tournament or anything but unless you're going to have to stop this skid that they're on and start turning it around and getting some good wins here to end the season especially if they want a good seed they may you know these losses if they add up they might not put you out because you had such a good start to the season but you know going into the tournament you want to position yourself as best as you can at a good run and constantly dropping games like this and dropping your seeds not going to do that uh, you're going on the road to Memorial Gym. And Vandy's been a team that I feel like, you know, they put it together, they can get somebody. They just haven't yet. Haven't really gotten that big upset. So in this one, I don't have a spread uh, when it comes out. I would assume LSU would be the favorite, but I'm not 100% on that uh, going on the road. But I'm going to pick Vandy straight up in this one. And not because I think Vandy's just better than LSU. It's that I haven't seen enough of Darius Day's, you know, on offense looking good. I think he played pretty well earlier in the last couple of games. But Xavier Pinson still doesn't look uh, as good as he was to me. Darius Day's not as good as he was. Scottie Pippen coming off a hot shooting night, going home now. A chance to get a big upset win, which you haven't had yet. I'm going to go Vanderbilt. Uh, And it'll be a tough loss for LSU if that happens. It uh, doesn't kill you, but I just you know I'm picking the upset here. I think uh, you know we kind of do one for Vanderbilt, so I'll go them straight up. Moving on to the the next game. Kentucky travels to Alabama, where Alabama's coming off again a 19-point loss on the road at number one Auburn, um, where they you know gave up a hundred points to that offense, and Kentucky sports a, a pretty well a pretty good offense of their own. Bama's 14-8. and eight. They need a really good win. This would be huge for the resume uh, for seeding us. Bama's one of the teams you just, it seems impossible to figure them out. They've got three of the best wins in the country against Gonzaga, Houston, and Baylor. We've seen those. All of those, except for one uh, being not at home. They were two, I think, neutral site games, even though the one against Gonzaga was in Seattle, which is not really a neutral, neutral site Uh, a whole lot closer to Gonzaga there. But they still went over there and and got the win. And you always kind of thought, you know, Bama shows up for the big games. They don't for the lower ones. That's why we've seen them drop games against Missouri and Georgia. So you don't really know what you're getting. So I remember a bunch of talk, you know, and even you can make the argument going into the Auburn game that Alabama shows up for these big types of games. It was a true road game, which they haven't, had one of their big huge wins being a true road game uh, at the other team's actual home site so we hadn't seen that yet before but you thought Alabama can you know they show up for these big time things they only lost by 4 at home against Auburn before and it was you know a back and forth game there I think you could see Alabama you know give Auburn a run at home not really the case they really didn't have any answer inside for Walker Kessler Wendell Green went off Jabari Smith does what Jabari Smith does, and they end up giving up a hundred points. You scored eighty-one on a good Auburn defense, but you give up a hundred, and you know not really have a chance there. So Alabama again, a team even though they're fourteen and eight overall, you know still pretty well, you know for looking for a spot to get in the tournament. Not too worried about that, but again, it's a it's a win if you can get it here against Kentucky, and you've got them at home that can just extremely help out your seed and give you a better chance. I've seen multiple people say Alabama's a team that can make a deep run in the tournament and they can also go out in the first round. Uh, you just you have no idea what to pick them. Good luck trying to fill out brackets uh, and wherever Alabama ends up being seeded. It's pretty much a guessing game of them at this point. But Kentucky, looking over on the other side, they're playing like one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They are coming off uh, last weekend the 18-point win at Kansas, so we know that this team can go on the road and get wins against top-ranked teams. So, um, looking at the Ken Palm spread, Kentucky is a three-point favorite. Um, Kentucky did just beat Vanderbilt by seven at home, but you know could be expected to have a little bit of a um, you know slow start to that game. Maybe you didn't have as much energy, hard to get up for. You know, the Wednesday night game against Vanderbilt after, you know, the big, huge, emotional road win against Kansas. But, I don't know. Alabama hosting Kentucky, like I said, it's hard to predict because they show up for these big games, especially at home. But, I looking at Kentucky minus three, if that lineup comes out anywhere near that, Kentucky's a much better team than Alabama. And I don't think Alabama's defense defensive interior is good enough. Um... And if you look at some of their big wins, especially the one against Baylor, they shot 78% on twos. Uh, against Auburn, they made a whole lot more threes than they, they had before. I believe it was 14 or 15. Uh, and they're just traditionally not uh, you know, a great shooting team this season. Uh, they were last year. It really hasn't come back uh, this season. But they were able to score a lot from three against Auburn, but they still gave up a 100. From two shooting two-point shots against Auburn. I believe they were 11 for 33, so just 33%. And what was the difference uh, between Baylor and Auburn was Auburn had Walker Kessler, a seven-foot-one center, and he just basically uh, completely changed that game. And, you know, he had, I believe, eight blocks in that one and, uh, you know, multiple rebounds and just completely changed what Alabama wanted to do, basically making them have to put up a whole lot more threes and make them, which is not something they've done all season that well. And who does Kentucky have sitting there down low in the middle of the paint? Oscar Shibway, who's very well could win player of the year in not just the SEC, but the entire country. So I'm going to go Kentucky minus three simply because of that uh, Kentucky playing like one of the best teams in the country. I know Alabama gets up. Uh, but you, you don't know what they're really going to give night in, night out. We've sit there and said, yes, they get up for their big opponents, but not their lower ones. But when Kentucky's got Oscar Shibuya in the middle and we just saw how Walker Kessler can completely change what Alabama wants to do, Alabama not, might come out and they might make twenty threes. That's very possible. I feel like if Alabama's going to win this, they're going to have to make a lot of threes. I don't think they're going to drive in and get, you know, see what we saw against Baylor from two point. Percentage against Kentucky with Oscar Chibwe defending. So I'm going to go Kentucky minus three on the road and get a good win against Alabama. Again, not a loss that really hurts Alabama's tournament resume, uh, but a win that could really help your seeding if you did get it. But uh, I trust Kentucky a whole lot more, even on the road. I saw what they did last weekend on the road, and I saw what Walker Kessler did to Alabama defensively, and I think Oscar Chibwe can do the same thing. So only one more game left, the last one on the day. Arkansas will host Mississippi State. Kim Palm has Arkansas as a three-point favorite. And Arkansas is playing like, you know, what I expected them to play like at the start of the season. They started off conference play really slow, going 0-3. But they've won seven straight games, including one out of conference. If we look back at those, um, you know, that game was against West Virginia. The most recent one, they beat Georgia on the road by 26. They beat Ole Miss on the road by nine. They beat Texas A&M at home. That one wasn't overtime, and then South Carolina, 75 to 59. But Mississippi State's a team that's just tough for me to figure out too. You know, it seems like they play some, really, you know, really good against some talented teams, and feel like you have a chance, uh, and then they get blown out, you know, in another one. So, the most recent one they played South Carolina, where they won by 14. If you listen to that breakdown on that game, uh, you'd know that Mississippi State really dominated that game, and it wasn't even as close as 14 points sounds like. But just the game before, they went on the road to Texas Tech, and they lost by 16, not even close. And you're like, okay, well, maybe they're better at home than they are on the road. Well, the game before that, they took Kentucky into overtime on the road. Again, they lost that one, but still taking Kentucky to overtime on the road pretty impressive with how they've been playing you beat Ole Miss the game before that at home by 18 and then you lose on the road against Florida by 8 so Mississippi State kind of iffy on who, what, which team shows up um, but Arkansas is just playing real hot right now they've won 7 in a row and it's a game where Arkansas really can't afford to drop their team that was kind of started on the bubble I think they're safely into the field now uh, but it's not a game where you want to drop because that can hurt your seeding and you want to be as high of a seed as you can. Uh, so I'm going to go Arkansas minus three at home against Mississippi State. Mississippi State could show up and be a completely different team, but I'm going to go Arkansas and you know they're streaking right now. And uh, I like them minus three at home if it's around that line. So that was a good breakdown, I feel like, of you know, all of this weekend's actions, hopefully, my picks end up uh, looking pretty well and we have a pretty decent record overall. Uh, so, a lot of good games coming out this weekend. I look forward to that. I'll give a breakdown on all of those games uh, earlier on, beginning of next week. I have a Super Bowl preview coming out pretty soon. And maybe we'll start looking at some college football and NFL kind of off season stuff as well when we get to that, as uh, that's all that football season stuff is about to wrap up. Uh, But until then, I'm Colby Wilkerson. This was Hang the Banner Podcast. I appreciate you listening. It was a little bit longer this time, but uh, I'll see you in another one.